maybe what he's looking for is actual functional church where people with this deep of a connection or people with this gifting that God has brought out in them are using it in the place that he's planted them to to help the church in the humility to be side by side with other people who would never be touring around the world but have an essential part in the body as well. You ever watch you ever watch like that TBN or look at how many Christian channels are on that satellite dish? And you watch how many different preachers come on there, I watch and go, God, you don't need another one. <laughs> you, you got a lot there's a lot of them out there already. You don't need another one. You know, you walk around this town and you know, go down you know, you go down there's the church and then the, all the churches, church row and hospital row. It's all in one row. You know, you could, you could either go in the hospital and get prayed for as you go down, or you go in the hospital and get prayed for on your way out, you know, <laughs> but it's all on the same row, you know, <laughs> and there's a lot of them that, you know, there's every denomination you can think of down that one street, you know, uh, but you know what I love about the second side I love about this is a well church community. I had a friend come down here years ago, mixed martial art fighter. Right, rough old boy, big son of a gun, you know, former Marine, you know, and uh, come in rough as a cop, boy. You know, he could just cuss the wall, pay. He, could, he was a good Marine. He knew how to, he could put them in combinations <laughs> you didn't know you could do, you know. But one day he come down here with a group of these fighters and was out in the, in the public place and, and the one boy cut loose with some profanity. And he jumped out like a Marine and said, hey, knock that off. These are good Christian people down here. You need to clean it up. <laughs> he recognized, you know, there's something different about this community. Yeah. And that may be every kind of denomination, and that may, you know what I'm saying? And there is. You know, there's a Methodist and a whatever, the Baptist and the, and the Church of God and the Church of this and the Church of that, you know. And they're all, and they're all the same Jesus. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just got a different, everybody got a little different viewpoint on it. But you, I look at it, look, not everybody likes McDonald's, you know? And not everybody who goes to McDonald's wants chicken nuggets. See what I'm saying? Only the little kids. <laughs> but, you know, so, so yeah, okay, it kind of makes sense. It's the same Jesus, but it makes kind of sense that there should be different places that fit other folk, you know, where they're at as God's bringing them along. Mm -hmm. Not everybody, you know, not everybody's going to dig having burning chunks of coal, you know, and the, and the lightning and, and the, you know, and the, and seeing the big giant circle of fear and all the other different things that, you know, I've encountered. Now, I, for me, I love that because mm -hmm. for me, that has made Jesus, it's taken from me from beyond a place of I believe. And you can go from that point. You know, the Methodists became Methodists because somebody hadn't thought they had a method. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, Presbyterians, I don't know how they got that one. You know, Episcopalian, <laughs> how they get assemblies of God? How did that one? You know, where did they, they thought they had it all figured out and God only comes to this assembly. You know, I don't know, you know. Carl. Baptist, that one's easy. They got it from John. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Carl Barth had a, an example he uses of people who are, they're standing by the riverbed where the river once flowed and they're telling everyone, hey, this is what it is. This is what this is what happens. This is what God does. The other, you know, people who, who are coming from outside are looking down, like, you guys are crazy. This isn't what we want. And we're seeing a little bit of that today. And that's that's going to be part of God renewing his church, I think, is is bringing an expression that is the actual flowing. And they have to move from that place. 
this is where the river did flow, and that's great. Where's the river flowing now? And if God is doing a new thing, are you part of it? I think that's an essential part. But at the same time, in agreeing with your, your point, the, when they have uh, small communities, you can only be close to you know, less than 150 people. You can only have an actual relationship with about that many. When you get above that, you don't know these other guys. And you're looking at them and you're judging them and you're thinking things about them and you don't know them well enough to know. I can't say, well, no, I, I know this guy and I know he's not like that, so you must have misinterpreted something. You know, and then these rifts start. So it does make sense to have small group churches or a big church that has the small groups inside it or however God organizes it, he can make sense of it. But at the same time, whatever you you prefer, whatever you like, when God is doing a new thing and saying, this is where the river's flowing, are you going to be a part of it or not? And you don't have to have all of these crazy expressions all the time, but are you going to be a part of it? What if it's something like, you know, like, there are people who have been born again, but there are people who have had a mental ascent. They want to believe, they know that it's right, but they just haven't been able to make that transition. They haven't been able to surrender that heart and give up that right to be in control. And what if God's doing something going, look, this is over here and is available to you. And what if they're being drawn to it? Well, that was Nicodemus, right? Yeah, that was... That he was, had the mental ascent and he was drawn to it, but in Jesus says, born again. Yeah, and that yeah. messed him all over. <laughs> what you mean, man, you know? I'm old, dude. How am I going to... Because you, know? you have to come to the end of your mind. Yeah, I mean, you cannot reach God with your mind. Come on, come on. Get at that now. You know, keep going there. You know, you can't... Yeah, you can't. Because God's functioning in a different realm. I know, because I tried. <laughs> I got, and I got to the point where the, the, the closest I could get was... It's like, okay... If I take this step, that means, you know, I'm believing and I might, I might be believing it. I might be making a fool of myself. I could get to the end of this and then God says, hi, I got you too. <laughs> you, you have, you come to that point where it's like, okay, this is as far as I got, but this isn't far enough. This, it doesn't work unless you believe in it and you can't believe in it unless you put your trust in it. And it goes beyond your ability to rationalize it. You can't believe And so I surrender. have to take this. They call it a leap of faith, and some people think that's a good term. Some people think that's a bad term. But to me, it just means you have to go beyond what you can rationalize and say, I'm going to trust you, God. And the amazing thing is that when you do that, he begins to reveal himself to you. Mm -hmm. He begins to teach you uh, to the point where you have this certainty. You know, I know, not because I've been able to rationalize it all, but because he has met me where he was at when I was able to trust in him. And and somebody could look at me and say, well, he's fooling himself because he decided to believe in it, and that's why he's seen it, because you see what you believe in. But at the same time, you see what you believe in. So are you going to believe in something good and holy and beautiful, or are you going to believe that there's nothing but the the crap that we see on this earth? Whose words are you going to believe? <laughs> Who, you know, what rationalization are you going to follow? Yeah. See, and that, that, that's where it becomes, where God says, I, I'll come reason with me. And I will reason with you in such a way that you'll recognize 
that faith is real, that it's not abstract, that it's not unintelligent, but it actually is intelligent. It's just functionally from a superior intelligence. This goes for you because you, you, you're a very you know deep-thinking guy. But if you realize, if you're a deep-thinking guy, that faith is a superior intelligence. Mm-hmm. And you can connect to that and begin to function in a different realm of intelligence. God begins to take your mind, and he begins to connect it to his mind. And you get glimpses into how he thinks and how he sees and how he feels. Mm-hmm. I was talking with some people earlier that know me pretty well. I'm like, man, you know me. I'm sorry that I was going so deep because these people were rookies. They're not <laughs> sure, you know. But as God was given, I was giving it out, you know. And uh, and I said, I'm sorry if I went too deep right there. I said, you know me. I said, you know, I just barely survived the 70s. I got three brain shells left up in there after the 70s. Larry, Cope, Moe, and Curly. You know, but... <laughs> But there are times when I, you know I, God connects to my empty old head, and I begin to get to think on His level. But I know it's because of Him, not because of me. But I love every time that God begins to reveal Himself to me, and lets me have those moments where I can reason with Him. I can think in the intellectual level of faith. Yeah, when I when you get those moments like that, that's when you really get to the place where I don't believe. I know, because I've experienced that interest, that that superior intellectual level of faith. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And 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 I've experienced it. And God's let me be out there for a few minutes, a few seconds, whatever. He knows how much you know. He's like, look, man, I already got them three spells themselves just spinning in there. I got to back up a little bit, you know. <laughs> you can't handle anymore. You know, the Jesus himself said, I got so much more I'd love to tell you boys. But, man, you can't handle it. It'll blow your minds, and I don't want to blow your mind, man. You know, I got to bring you along and bring you up where, you know, okay, I'm, over the years, we're going to go, and we're going to go, and I'm going to grow you, and I'm going to grow you, and you're going to have these experiences, and I'm going to teach you. To walk, I'm going to teach you to talk. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I'm going was... to... Oh, sorry. No, I just, <laughs> I'm going to teach you to think. You know, that I'll give you the rule and jump in there after. When I was a kid, man, I made it as far as the ninth grade. I had a rough life as a kid. And, uh, you know, and I was just, you know, thought I was stupid and no good. And I'd been told that, you know. And, and uh, I went into ninth grade and, and I went and took this class, a math class, and I could not do the math. I would write the numbers backwards. I wrote the formulas backwards. And, you know, and uh, finally this math teacher, he gave me a test and I wound up proving that I, I couldn't do math. And it caused me to be put in special ed. And so I went to special ed and I thought, well, man, I've taken a test that proves I'm stupid now. So for years, I believed that. And I, I just, you know, to this day, I still struggle to do math. I do everything in fives and zeros. You know, I can't add or subtract, but I can multiply because my kids are proof of that. But no. <laughs> But one day I'm going along, and this is clear as a bell. I did not have to, when it was a 70s, come back to me. I, I heard God speak, said, son, the very thing that they said you could not do, I'm going to teach you. But I'm going to teach you spiritual mathematics. And then he said this to me. He said, a humble heart plus a burning bush experience equals a walk like Moses. And then as I began to go along, I would be reading in the Bible, and I would see things that functioned like equations. 
and if you you could add them together and come up so that right there a humble heart plus a super uh, a burning bush experience a humble heart plus a supernatural experience equals a welcome like moses so now i've gone from over here the humble heart in the physical realm i've moved out into the supernatural realm and i've learned to walk you know, whoever, I'm not just saying, you know, I'm the next Moses. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying that as we, learn, we, we go through that, we, God puts the equation together in our life, and we begin to walk in that plan and purpose of God for our life. That was one of the things that I was going to say when I somehow I got onto the burning chunk of coal. Uh, I, I, I had a, I think I might have told this one before on the series, but, you know, where I, when I first came to Alaska, I was a rookie Christian, and I didn't know none of the rules, man. And being an old biker, I just thought, well, will you get them natural urges? You just meet somebody and go get natural. You know, and I had did that, and, 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 and the next day I was working on this Harley, and I started having these thoughts coming to me. I said, you know what you did was wrong. You know you shouldn't have done what you did. And I fired out, out loud. I said, look, all right already, huh? I said, I told you I'm no good at this Christian thing. I was a bonehead when you found me. I'm still a bonehead. Get off my neck. I found out right then and there, do not be wrong and get mouthy with God. Because I heard the audible voice of Jesus come through the cinder blocks across that Harley shop. And as clear as you're hearing my voice, he said, I will deliver you for my great purpose. That scared the soup out of me. I tightened the last bolt on that Harley. I went out the back door, went up the stairs, into the third floor where I lived on the Harley shop, went into my little hotel-like room. When I went in, for some reason, I put on the radio, and when I put on the radio, the preacher on the radio come on and said, and David sent with Bathsheba, and nobody knew. I said, oh, no. I said, the preacher on the radio knows. I said, I'm in big trouble with God. Man, I no more than think that than all of a sudden. I'm pretty sure I told this before, but that's okay. You got to get some repeats. All of a sudden in that room came a power, a force that was unlike anything I've ever encountered. And it literally, literally filled every the very air particles in the room were full of this power. It filled every space, every corner was full of that power. And I knew it was so much power that any record I ever existed could be wiped out. Boom, boy, I hit the ground. I put my face in my hands. I'm looking at the rug and said, oh, man, I said, you a bad dude. And I'm afraid of you. I'm afraid of what you could do to me. Instantaneously, I was no longer seeing the room that I was in, but I saw a beautiful ocean and a rocky shore and a massive giant rock sticking up out of the ocean and a blue sky and two arms appeared in the sky from here to fingertip that's all i could see and a voice spoke out in the sky and said i love you this much and boom i was back to seeing the room again i said "Woo, you freaking me out dude because a minute ago you was pissed off boy you know <laughs> I, but I, the point i want to make out of that he said i will deliver you for my great purpose mm. you know what i realized it ain't my purpose it's his great purpose for my life. And as long as I surrender that heart and give up my right to be in control, he'll fulfill that great, his great purpose for my life, his great purpose for your life. You see what I'm saying? And then when, when I got down on the ground, look, he was in all his power. Frightening to encounter the power of God like that. But the forgiveness was already waiting because the moment I got humble, the arms appeared in the sky and said, hey, I love you this much, man. Don't get mouthy or I'll show up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know? So I, some, I made, that took a lot of pressure off me because I didn't have to worry about it. Yeah. It ain't my purpose. All I got to do is stay humble before God. He'll fulfill his purpose for my life. 
Yeah, I just got to be me. You just got to be you. You just got to be your own thinking self. But God bring you to a place where you're going to be thinking in a realm of faith. Yeah. And not, you're, you know, not my vision of myself, but God's vision of me because he knows what I was made and what is the part that I've accumulated since then mm -hmm. that it doesn't belong. He knows how to burn the trash out, you know, <laughs> and put fresh stuff in. You mentioned you know? the, the Moses you know, the, the humble heart and the burning bush experience, mm -hmm. you know, God revealing himself to you, but that heart staying humble. They kept saying Moses was the most humble man who ever lived. Mm -hmm. And I don't know of anybody else who has had, how, how many Israelites were there at that time, like 100,000, in his hand. And what he say goes, and with him, the most humble man who ever lived, he still fell in the end. Do I need to do this for you? God's like, that's it. That's that's all it takes. That one step in that direction is enough to turn you from my servant into a tyrant. Because of mm -hmm. how much power God had put in his hands. Mm -hmm. And But the more, when we start to grow in that relationship and that humble heart and God sees, I can give him this. I can give him this. And up to the point where there's people he's told in the Bible, what you say, I will do. And that's a lot of trust from God for Amen, a yeah. person yeah. who, that's when God says, he knows me and I know his heart and I'm going to give him this level of trust. And, and I'm glad he ain't never said that to me yet. Yeah. I was like, ooh, <laughs> wait a minute, Dick. I know you better you better tell Eric. <laughs> you know, it, 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 you know, way back to the surrendering of the heart. Made me think about it when I called you back recently, you know, we're like <clears throat> when Abraham said yes to the covenant of God. Abraham part of the covenant was bobbing off the end of his Peter. Once Abraham did that, he couldn't go back to how he was before. And I realized, you know, it's a spiritual covenant, but it caused a physical change in Abraham. And I think that's it right there. When you enter into that covenant, when you say, I surrender, I'm sorry, I was wrong. You are God. You are in control, not me. You know what I realized? When, when I, first thing God said to me is, you think you're in control, but I tell you I am. When I said, I'm sorry, I was wrong, you are God. I realized over all these years, I was admitting that I thought I was God. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I admit, you're God. You're in control and I'm not. Mm -hmm. I submit and surrender to that control. All right? So when, when there was the, it, that spiritual covenant should have a physical change. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Abraham, Abraham couldn't go out behind a tent and take a leak without it reminding him every time, you know? Oh, wait. I got a covenant. <clears throat> but yes, along the way, didn't Abraham mess up too? You know, twice he lied on his wife, got a king and a pharaoh in trouble with God. You know, God still blessed him because God said, look, the boy entered into the covenant with me. There's been a physical change and I'm going to bring him to where I, what my, I will fulfill my purpose for his life. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? I've messed up plenty along the way, dude. Mm -hmm. 30 years of following Jesus. That's lots of opportunities to mess up. And that's where he's looking in that heart. <laughs> Is that heart circumcised? Does it bear the marks of my covenant? And if it does, then 
get yourself up because we're <laughs> we're going to keep walking in that direction. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well said. And is this out of the way of this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another good point. Well said right there, you know. Yeah. So God can.